You know how we do. Rockefeller. Forever. Catch me, skating through your town, putting it down, y'all relating, no waiting, I'll make your block in for red hot, I'm like Satan, y'all feel a nigga struggle, y'all think a nigga luddle, hustle behind the wheel, trying to escape my trouble, can't stop the greeting me, I'm talking sweet the keys, cursing the very What up, what up, neighbors? This is episode 10 of Hennet to Win It. I hope you're enjoying the summer as it draws to a close. We are now in August. I'm Will, joined with Keith. What up, though? Chill. What it do? Kalik and Blake couldn't be with us today. Uh, Kalik is still out doing some recovery. We're wishing him the best. Old meniscus tear having ass. I'm done. I'm through. Uh, old, old injury reserve having ass. <laughs> he deserves it, huh? Ha ha, dad. Tears meniscus. <laughs> uh, On the bench. We oh. talking football today. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame speech is going on right now. Uh, we're talking holdouts. We're talking preseason. Talking Lions, uh, getting into a little bit more predictions. Uh, Drake's new album, if you can call it new. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another new but old right. playlist. Old to, old to IG, <laughs> new to me. <laughs> new to IG, old to me. But before we get in anything Drake or pigskin related, it's that time. <laughs> for that moment you love to hate. <laughs> time for the public service announcement of the day. Brought to you by Henna to Win It. All right, you know, I had something prepared, but yet again, I just get sidetracked by some ridiculous foolishness stuff I just see either on social media or just in life, period. (sighs) Ladies, this is for you. You got to stop flexing. (laughs) You got to stop flexing. Y'all flexing muscles that you don't have. You got to stop flexing. What I mean by stop flexing is you need to stop posting shit on Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook that is not even true. I get tired of seeing all these women post these uh, clips of a Delta Airline checkout, me and Bay going to Paris, knowing damn well you can't even afford to get the fucking confirmation number. <laughs> if you fly into Paris, post the motherfucking confirmation page. Don't post the checkout page. The motherfucking checkout page is the checkout page. Oh, you ain't man. bought shit yet. Hey, you trying to flex on females like me and Bay going here. Y'all ain't going nowhere because you're still in checkout. You ain't paid for nothing. Stop it. Just like this whole Benihana phase. Now, this shit has been going on now for, what, a good 10 years almost? Yeah. For a while. Y'all need to stop. Y'all know y'all niggas don't eat sushi. Y'all need to stop for real. Y'all just go try to get the bag to make it look like you've been at Benihana's. Here, I got this empty-ass K jewelry bag. Put it in here, and let me take this picture with this Benihana bag. Y'all need to stop with this shit. Y'all just as as terrible. Most niggas can't spell sushi anyway. That's what I'm saying. Y'all probably go to Somerset (laughs) and just ask for the bags. Can I just have a bag? Can I have a, 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 a Michael Kors bag? Can I have a Gucci bag? Can I have an Armani Exchange bag? Why you want the bag? You, 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 typically for you to get the bag, you need to have something purchased in it. Oh, I forgot. Y'all ain't got no money. Y'all just flexing. Y'all just doing all this. You know what? I can't even call this flexing. I don't know what you call this because it's not flexing. This yeah, is, no, that's flexing. I mean, yes, uh, Trinidad, Trinidad James said it best on Instagram. <laughs> straight flexing. Yeah, you know, you got that little baby cousin and nephew. You finally got him that little five pound weight. You're like, look, Uncle Will, look at my muscle. And his arm don't even don't move when he flex. That's the <laughs> that's exactly that's a, what that's y'all be doing. Really, that's really, a boom, that's boom, a really boom. good uh, picture. That's, you that is there. that's a very good point. I'm gonna keep this one short today. But listen, ladies. 
be natural. Be yourselves. If you like sushi, go go to Inyo's. Go somewhere else. Stop acting like you go to Benihana's for real. Half the time, y'all just go there just to post a snap. Oh, I'm at Benihana's with Bay or whatever. And you and Bay got to sneak out the motherfucking back because you can't afford Benihana's. Uh, I'm at Morton, Mort, what is it, Morgan Steakhouse or yeah. uh, uh, Texas D. Brazil. Stop it. Please stop it. Okay? Somebody tried to take me there. I'm solid. Listen, shout out to Texas mm-hmm. D. Brazil. That food is fucking good. But y'all charge me that much money to eat mm-hmm. a damn small ass banana and meat. I'm straight. I'd rather go to Big Boy and get a whole ass meal. They serving niggas bananas and meat? Oh, hell no. Hey, I'm going to that. Hey, no, bro. It's good, bro. It's better than that, bro. Hold on. Hold I wish on. they would bring me a Hold plate on, with bro. a banana and some bro, meat on it. It's a buffet, bro. It's a, it's a buffet, bro. You know $45 how fast, a person, bro. How fast I'll call Malcolm X like, hey, bro, you want to get up for a second. Hey, look, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Hey, it's, it's, hey get out of bed for a second. It's better than that. It's better than that. Listen, ladies, the moral of the story is be true to you. You want a brother that's true. You want a brother that's honest. How can you expect that to happen when you all fake, when you just, you're not even real? Stop it. I mean, come on now. If you want to do something nice and travel with your boyfriend or whoever, that's cool. But no, you know what I'm saying? Don't be on Instagram, Snapchat flexing, you know, and then try to be funny like you got money for Delta. Motherfucker, you know you find spirit. Please stop. You on that hot spirit to Miami. You ain't on that first class Delta to Paris. You notice when it's spirit, they post it. But when it's something else, they don't They don't post the ticket or the person no, who actually bought not it. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> as soon as I see that half that Delta airline ticket, yep, sugar daddy came over this week. <laughs> and then y'all know y'all be like to be posting pictures after the event has happened. Take me back. Hashtag I want to go back. Hashtag memories. You was just there two days ago. What we- the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Y'all need to stop with this. Just listen. The summer is coming to an end, but y'all just going to do it all year long. Y'all give no fucks. Hey, look, man. It's a hot girl and hot boy summer, man. They got to right. flex, <laughs> flex somehow, man. They got to flex somehow. And the dream bring, to bring this PSA to a close, I'm tired of seeing y'all flexing at dealerships, taking pictures with the white salesman standing there cheesing <laughs> like you done bought this Charger. Like you done bought this Explorer, like you done bought this Dodge Ram, and you know once they ran a credit check, your black ass was across the street. You need to stop. You need to stop. Ass is at the B lot. That's right. You was at the B lot from the Hurricane Katrina cars. That's where you was at. God. That's where you was at. <laughs> Any cars from a natural disaster with that credit score. That's where oh you know my. you was at. Because oh once they got the running God. credit, you was <laughs> round out of that bitch. This PSA is brought to you by Icy Hot because you need to stop flexing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. It's too hot in here. I'm done. It's time to move on. Uh, Keith, man. Let's, before we get into some football, <laughs> this this uh, Drake album, or as Chill said, this Drake playlist. Uh, what do you think about it, man? Singles he's already dropped in the past. It's just a color. What do you think about it? You talk. You talking about the uh, that care package, right? Yes. That care package that just came out, man. Well, I'll tell you what. He excited a lot of people uh, by dropping this album. Well, again, like you said, playlists or throwaways or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> loose um, exactly. You know, whatever you want to call it. It is. Uh, it's it's genius, actually, by Drake because uh, a lot mm-hmm. of these songs on here were released to the public. A while ago. I mean, you look at it, it's 2019, you know, some tracks date back as far as 2013, 2014, maybe even further. Yeah. Um, Dreams yeah. Money Can Buy, I think that's a 2010 boy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you go back all the way to when we <laughs> was in high school or one, you know, being out, just getting out of high school. And some people on Instagram made a good point, you know, when you were 
Yeah, that was some. That was a while ago. You talk about nine, eight years ago, seven years ago. When you were, your mindset might be different than what it is now. Listening to it, so you right. know your your whole outlook on life has changed. So now this album with the tracks that you know could be considered some of your favorites hit a lot different. Uh, but no, man. I mean, Jake's, Drake's a genius. You see, and this is why people get mad with Drake. He knows how to stay relevant. So these are tracks that we've heard before. Right. That are that is put into a mixtape or you know a compilation album, yeah, and yeah. has been released you know on all streaming platforms: title, Spotify, you know, Apple, uh, music. Apple music, seventeen Google. of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and if you mean like I say, looking at it is like wow, you know, something simple like this can get people talking and excited again. I mean, I know I was definitely excited. I mean, when I look at the playlist, I mean, it's a lot of good music on here, man. I mean. I think for me, the one thing that I was looking for, and I always was wondering why it was never released because it was a hot radio play, a uh, hot radio song was How About Now. That <laughs> oh, was on man. the radio. Yeah. That played so that long. Nice. And I don't know if it was ever released <laughs> as a true single or not, but when you try to go look at it on different platforms, you can't find it. The only place you can find it, for me, was YouTube. Or right. less, you and know, they, and people, they, they just took it off of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And if you got it pirated, you know, on your, on your laptop and download it, you know, <laughs> more power to you. But, you know, for me, I stream my music. So it's like not having that that classic Drake track definitely sucked. Uh, but yeah, man, I, th- I think it's uh, it's James Spear by, by Aubrey. You know, this is Aubrey right here. Yeah, this is Aubrey. This is Aubrey. This is Aubrey. This is Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey. I, I played it for my uh, my older brother. And he was like, he dropped a new album. I said, not necessarily. Oh, he can't do that. That's cheating. He dropped the old song and said, well, listen to this. It's only called cheating because it's only about a handful of people that can do this. And I don't even think it's a handful, to be honest. How many artists can have 17 Lucys <laughs> and right. just put them together? <laughs> right. And then, and then had the people, like, loving it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a situation where it's like, oh, um, we're looking at, you know, songs that have been released. And it's just, ah, oh, it's just Drake. It's just Drake. No, people was, like, all over this. You know what I'm saying? Like, white on rice. Like, Soon as he put it up on his Instagram, people was going crazy. Right, but it's it's the it's that nostalgic feeling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like trust issues, or like five a.m. in Toronto, I get lonely, or the Jody C freestyle. Like, and those pockets of, of time, you know, when those released, you know, people were very very excited and they grew emotionally attached. Right. So when they weren't put on any streaming platforms to be you know listened to by you know by the the people, now that they're on there, now you can stream this whenever. You know, you can play this at a party, you can play this in your car, and I'm not saying you couldn't go to YouTube and do it before, but it's, it feel a lot better when you're on a streaming service and you can do it instead of having an ad playing doing your song or you listening to it on Pandora if it comes up on Pandora, you know. I just think of like so many theories that so far since this has dropped, all the theories I've heard, like, are these some of the songs that didn't make his previous albums? Like, Thank Me Later, So Far Gone, uh, you know, a lot Definitely of his, nothing was the same. Free yeah. Spirit. You know. Ooh, um, I forgot that went on the album. Oh, yeah, no, How that, did that go on the album? That was not on the album. Uh, I just realized. You know, some of the songs that didn't make the Take Care album, uh, like you said, nothing was the same. Paris uh, Morton? <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, yeah, my brother was right. It's not even fair, dog. No, I mean it's not uh, like the girl <laughs> girls love Beyonce song. That's um, so damn smooth. Yes, <laughs> hey, that for Pim and Calabasas. <laughs> he was oh, talking man. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean that's the interesting part. And then I, now I'm just curious if just to get you guys, you know, an idea on this. I was reading just um, it was a theory on Instagram where someone felt a lot of these singles at one point may have not been 
Drake maybe didn't have the authorization to actually actually drop them mm-hmm. or add them mm-hmm. to an album. You know how maybe a record label could block you from doing mm-hmm. certain things like mm-hmm. dropping an album or dropping mm-hmm. a specific song. Yeah. Is there a possibility that these maybe have gotten cleared now or he's just been sitting in the cut with these and just decided to throw them the in? Answer, the, the, the answer to that is if they wasn't clear, we would have never heard them. Right. Prime example, Ross just dropped his playlist this morning or last night for uh, Port of Miami. Remember that tr- controversial track with Put Your Team right? Not on there. See what I'm saying? Right. It got clear, quote unquote clear, but it's not on there. So I think with these, uh, oh yeah, by the way, with most labels, um, after 12 or 13 songs, the artist is paying out of pocket to add an additional song on there. So usually you're not, that's why you get around 15 to 17 songs. If that really be the artist, okay, I want these songs on here after that, outside of is it fitting the same vibe? Label ain't paying for more than 12, 13 songs. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So it could be that off of that sense too. Or just in, a, in the vein, like Keith said, I got an album. Shoot, I got one or two songs I can just release because I ain't did nothing in a minute, minute, but I want to stay a little relevant. Drop it. Most people can't do that because that song is usually like a throwaway, but his throwaways are cold. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be something interesting to say. What, what kind of numbers these do? I know. It's, I believe it'll go gold. If it does anything beyond gold, that's rare territory for a loose leaf compilation like this. Have you seen something similar to this in the past? Like the one of the, the one of the albums I can think back of is Kendrick Lamar's Untitled Unmastered. Oh, you know, you, um, Nas. Yeah. yeah, the Lost Tapes. Uh, yeah, the Lost Tapes one and two. You know, those are tracks that are considered throwaways. You know, tracks didn't did make. You know. Illmatic, Stillmatic, you know, any any of his albums during that time frame. And he had, you know, basically on a laptop or on a flash drive right. somewhere and wanted to release it out to the public. Because you can tell, especially on the Lost Tapes, too, what sounds like it came from the early 2000s and the songs that were recorded today. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell the difference in the style. But uh, it's exciting because, you know what, again, it's all about relevancy in hip hop and you know, Drake name speaks for itself. So, I mean, the last nine years, you know, Top. 10 years, you know, since he's been out, he's, I mean, he's been at the forefront of everything. And you, you can feel however you feel about him. Boy got talent. He's yeah. an artist, you know, and to have, you know, to have that momentum that he has going and continuously have that momentum going forward is just awesome to where he can release a project like this and it's a bunch of old tracks. Who knows how much more music he has? Yeah. I mean, on Instagram, maybe about a month or two ago, he was posting pictures saying he was in album mode, you know, the follow up to Scorpion. No, Turks so, and Caicos. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So who knows what's coming next from Drake? Right. You know, I expect something to come, you know, no come harder. No, maybe like maybe early next year or something. Yeah, you know, Not like more time or maybe October, you know, he's missing yeah. October. So who yeah. knows? Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of um, artists are dropping the, you know, Sequel to their album or the follow up, so he who knows he might come out with a take care too. Who knows? Does does I'm just curious. Does does the Drake work ethic? Does that remind you of you know his mentor Wayne? How Wayne's work ethic used to be when we were all in high school from the Carter Three to No Feelings. Hell yeah! Uh, you know he, I am not the Lucy's. That's, <laughs> that's why he got the Lucy idea from. He definitely, he puts in the work for sure like that because the thing about. Lil Wayne that, you know, makes him an icon is 
his control of the mixtape game. So he gets a lot of credit, you know, for the dedications, the no ceilings, the drought, you mm, know. Man. All of those are classics, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that he was putting in work like that consistently, Drake, you know, looked at that and copied that, you know, and say, hey, you know, to stay relevant, you know, I have to at least be consistent. And it's about staying consistent through the winter, through the summer, through the fall, and exactly. through the spring. You got to keep consistent. You know, I'll, you know, artists – Artists will drop an album 2019, go on a year hiatus or two year hiatus, and then, you know, every two years they'll drop an album. Sometimes it depends on the label where you got to release an album every two to three years, depending on how your contracts, the contract is written. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, like with Drake and OVO and a lot of these artists just having labels just to distribute their music, they can really dictate when they want to put stuff out. And in this case, Drake releasing, you know, the care package was just excellent timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was immaculate timing, especially for those who, you know, love Drake and love those tracks. And at this point, like you said, we're coming to a close in the summertime. I mean, riding out to this, these 17 tracks here in your car with the windows down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> be vibing or in your in your feelings, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but no, it's 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 like I said, Drake's legit, man. RB Graham is legit. That's my guy. It's just hard to imagine, and I think uh, Charlemagne the God said it on the Breakfast Club last year when uh, him and Pusha T were at a, a strong uh, battle at each other. Um, even when the story of uh, Donis dropped, it's just really hard for Drake to be touched. Like, it's just really hard. And don't get me wrong, a lyricist, uh, a Common did it on uh, on the, uh, I can't remember the name of the re- a remix he was on where he uh, went at Drake. We've seen lyricists in the past. Oh, the stage scheming. Yes. Uh, uh, we've seen lyricists in the past literally give great shots. And I think. Oh, that was Budden. That was with him and Budden. Yeah. Budden said something about that, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've seen like what Pusha T did last year. And that's still resonating even a year later. Yeah. You know, I mean. You know what the problem is? When you go back and look at that beef, and don't really want to address it too much because it, you know what's right. what's been done has been done. But when you look at both artists, when they okay, push your teeth through, you know, a couple shots on his album, uh, was it Daytona? Yeah. And then you know Drake, you know, heard those shots, and then he came out, you with know, the, with Duppy. the Duppy freestyle, which yeah. I thought was great. Then in reply to that, we you know dropped the story added on, so. When you look at beef or you look at battling, when you think about, okay, you put both of those tracks up next to each other. You know, one was very, very disrespectful, whereas, you know, Drake was throwing jab after jab after jab. And in that track, when you really look at the outline of it, it was more at Kanye West because Mm -hmm. he felt Kanye West slighted him because he felt that the only reason why Pusha T knew about his child was because of Kanye West. He threw some subtle shots at Pusha T in that, too. You know, overall, I think... Duppy Freestyle was a better track than the story added on, but story added on got personal. I mean, and that's what beef tracks are. I mean, look at 50 Cent. Right. I mean, king of beef. You know what I'm saying? Like, would drop a track and to be disrespectful from the point A all the way through Z. And I think the thing is, Pusha T just all out wanted because of his lyricism. The thing about Drake is Drake has already had, he already has his feet planted in the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going towards icon status so he can throw as many shots at drake as he wants drake's bulletproof yeah 
You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can call him a deadbeat dad. You can say somebody's writing his lyrics. It don't he's matter. Porn star girlfriend. You know, none of that matters. You know what I'm saying? When Drake comes to your town and he's he's going to be selling out shows. Yeah. You know, Drake is going to be in in the media spotlight. You know, think about the the NBA finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was he was the media spot. Even when they were in Golden State, Golden State had to go so low to play Pusha T's diss track. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just because of Drake. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's how that's how great he is. And there's no denying that. However you feel about him, the man is he's great. Uh, yeah, I, I think with, with the uh, – Joe Budden made a good point in his podcast when he said that you can't beat Drake lyrically. He said, because I tried it. <laughs> he like, I, everybody told me I gave him a good shot, but you can't beat him that way. When Push did it on Infrared – the first thing you heard when Duppy came out was Push Don't Respond. That was it. That was it. Because Drake is, he's lyrical, but he's clever. So it was like little catchy little, and then he's petty with it too. So it was a whole nother level how you receive the bar, each lyrics. Story Out of Down was good, but all it really was was just unveiling a secret. And he just kept poking at, the, at that one secret and then talked about 40s disease. Outside of that, you can work because he's petty and he understands media from being in the grassy. You can flip that. Yeah. Now you can claim the sun, switch the songs around all that. What do it exactly what he did? Now is you can't call him a dead because you claimed him. He done did a whole walkout before him. Okay, he lost. He did a thing, but now he re up with Nike and got a whole different thing. You see, it's a whole way to it's a flip. So it's like culture when- culture wise. Battle wise, push one, but oh, yeah. in a greater oh, yeah. scheme, yeah. business greater scheme, Drake flipped it and made it better for himself. Drake doesn't have to respond because his his marketing, his business, his his fan base, they're going to respond for him. I, right. I mean, he could if he wanted to. Now, if it would be as powerful hitting, maybe, maybe not. But he doesn't have now, to. Now, if this were the nineties or the early two thousands, Drake would be done. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because rap had a it, different makeup. rap had a different makeup then. You know, you get. You get somebody come at you like that, and you don't even attempt to respond back. You a sucker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're, you know, we're, we're, what are you doing? You know, we're artists. This is the art of battling. You know, it's disrespectful. You know, just like Jay Z and Nas, or you know, Fifty Cent Murder Inc., or you know, Ice Cube and N.W.A. It's one of those things where you look at it and say, okay, you know, in our time with social media, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. You know, the last real beef, you know, before we move on to the next subject here, I'll just say 50 Cent Rick Ross, right? Mm. Very, very petty. The reason their beef started is because Rick Ross, you know, based on some articles I've read, Rick Ross said he was at the BET Awards and he said 50 Cent looked at him the wrong way. <laughs> Which back in, and then in 2009, he dropped Mafia Music where he had put that line in his track where he was dissing 50 Cent um, and he made mention of his baby mama. Right. Then 50 Cent came with Officer Ricky, which was a fire diss track. Officer Ricky didn't think it was. Uh, Rick Ross didn't think it was. Excuse me. And then 50 Cent came back with Tia Told Me. And then at that point, Woo! 50 Cent was hanging with not was hanging with Rick Ross's children right and his baby mama courting him around his mansion now that's disrespectful <laughs> that's not or or the fact that you 50, laughing chill hey look or the fact that 50 cent said DJ Kylie, we know where your mama stay. You know what I'm saying? Like that's disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like that's hard. Has made it clear he can't go to Miami. <laughs> you know, or he he can go to Miami. You ain't gonna mess with him. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. But that but oh I say that to say this in comparison to the Drake and Push thing. Right. Looking funny. Rick Ross stayed relevant. Oh yeah. 
even with him being a correctional officer oh, and doing all, example. you know what I'm saying? That is he stayed example. relevant. Yeah. So I like Rick Ross's music. I really do. It's something I can vibe to. I was listening to Crocodile Python off his like off the last album, um, Black Market, on my way here. You right. know what I'm saying? So no, Rick Ross got flow. He got beats. Justice League does does a great job. You know, with his production and everything. And that's just where we are in this time of music. You know, it's just it's a little different. Social media has Curtis. stuck his stuck his fa- his ugly face out there, and it's like okay, well, okay, Fifty, you did come hard on your two tracks but so what i like rick ross i'm gonna stick with it so right. rick ross you know has been relevant through that he 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 survived 50 cent where you could say okay cameron and dipset didn't survive murder inc didn't survive you know what i'm saying right. like the, uh, the only other artist that survived was the game because right. the game came hard with his diss tracks right. you know what i'm saying he made a whole dvd called stop snitch and stop lying right. he survived but even then 50 cent was getting the royalty money off of his albums. Yeah. Because he was still signed to, 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 to G-Unit Aftermath. Making you know money off documentary. You know what I'm saying? So wow. it's one of those things where in this time, everybody wants to be cool. Everybody wants to make music and money together, and I respect it. So it's just different. You're right. And Before, we're going to move on, but I just had to say with the Rick Ross, how is it that Rick Ross technically, no, not even technically, he takes Ricky Ricky Ross's actual name. Oh God! And Ricky oh. Ross, Freeway Ricky Ross, can't even fight for his own name. Change That's it, how you know. Change the topic. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get a shot. I mean, you know what? <laughs> change the topic. You know, you know what? I mean, that's. I mean, that's just kind of anywhere. I mean, Fifty Cent's name came from Kelvin Martin. Right. Kelvin Fifty Cent Martin. So I mean, I guess it just all. You know, it all depends, man. I mean, again, it's one of those things where. Rick Ross, my dog. That song with him and Drake speaking, bringing back up Drake, um, Gold Roses is fire. That's a great single. <laughs> and every time Drake and Ross get on the track, you know it's going to be legendary. 305 so, be hot. You know what I'm saying? So, well, yeah. speaking of hot, NFL is upon us. The preseason started with the Hall of Fame game, uh, took place Friday night. The Denver Broncos played the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Um, I didn't really see too much of the game. Like I said, it's, you know, a preseason. Uh, but, Lions had a scrimmage Friday night. Yes, at Ford Field. Yep. Okay. Yep. Did you yep. see any highlights, Keith? Did you? I did see a couple of highlights. It wasn't anything that was Noteworthy. spectacular. You know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, outside of um, Marvin Jones caught a touchdown, Quandary Diggs got an interception. Um, I think Jamal Adams on strong safety from uh, Tampa Bay got an interception, and then the rookie tight end Isaac. I'm sorry, I can't say his last name. I think it's Nada. Mm. Um, her seventh round pick ended up catching the t- uh, touchdown. So. From that standpoint, it was solid. But again, they play the Patriots, the Patriots next Thursday, which Brady. I will be there. We Brady. will on the game cast it live from the Hennet to Winnipeg, page. So make sure you check that out. Um, Lions did. We got to try to see where they are. Really, you don't see where a team is until the third preseason game because that's the dress rehearsal game. Right. So the first preseason game don't really matter. Brady going to be out there for a series. A series. Stafford's going to be out there for a series. You want to see how the the mid-level of the talent is working out. So those second-round picks are the players that have been there who haven't been able to crack the starting lineup. You want to see where they are. Have they developed into where they need to develop? Because really, your starters are going to be your starters. But how great you are on the football field and how great your football team is is how deep you are. Do you have depth? 
you know, can a player go down and you plug a player here and it's like that player hadn't left. So that's where I'm curious to see where the Lions have improved, which I think they've improved because they've plugged a lot of holes. But going into the next pre, um, the first preseason game within the next week, I want to see how these guys are coached by Patricia and I want to see the development piece of it because development across the board is so important to success. That's uh, you, you're right with those second stringers, you know, especially if they get into a chance to be into a starting role. Even the third and fourth string guys, the guy – the, a lot of people don't even realize it's the preseason for those undrafted guys, those six, seven-round guys, to fight to stay on the squad. Mm-hmm. Because once the preseason is over, regular season is cut a down. Ni- to, a 90-man roster goes to 53. And yeah. then game day is typically 46. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's a lot of people that's got to get cut. <laughs> and then it's a practice squad. Then it's a practice squad, too. But then the practice squad is not a guarantee. You can be signed from your practice squad to another team. Right. So. A situation where you can't keep everybody, even if you want to, just like in a normal business world, you might have two great talents. I only got room for one. It's nothing personal, but we definitely look forward to the Lions preseason. I was downtown yesterday, and you would have thought it was a preseason game. And the the atmosphere in the city is amazing. Yes, it is with the Lions with this upcoming season. A People lot of are li- excited, man. A lot of Lions fans are upset with the whole three and thirteen prediction by yeah. a lot of you know oh, yeah. uh, analysts. Oh yeah. Um, chill, man. What, what do you think about this Lions this Lions den this year? Um, I don't. I think the last time the Lions had this much fanfare was before that 2011-2012 season when Stafford had the five, five, two for five bands and had forty touchdowns. You know, and still <laughs> could make the Pro Bowl with Eli Buffett Manning. But uh, either way, uh, I believe in Eli. Yeah, you, you, you and the president <laughs> of that team. Either way, uh, I think. Uh, I think is I think it's, we have a really good year coming ahead of us because the 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 storyline being written is despite us having a stronger front office, despite us having a deeper team, um, a bunch of analysts still say we're going to regress. And so I take that as you're saying the Lions are the f- worst team in the NFC North. I don't understand how you can see that, and one of the worst teams in football. In football at that point, so I will say. Well, my piece to those analysts who uh, gave us a 3-13 prediction, whatever dick you're smoking, you keep that to yourself. Don't share that with nobody. Okay? My issue is the Lions went 6-10 last year, and the writer from USA Today said that the Lions would win half of the games they won last year, and the team is better this year. And granted, okay, the schedule is tough. But the schedule can easily change if players get hurt. So we don't know. We're basing everything off of last year. So if we're going to base everything off last year, how is the team going to get worse? Just based solely off the schedule. Mm. You know, when the Lions plug holes that were necessary on their team. It's very interesting. Um, everybody wants to be that one that says, I got it right. So if the guy who predicted 3-13 and 13 gets it right, then everybody else has to eat crow. If the people who say the Lions are going to go – 10 and 6, 11 and 5, then that guy has to eat crows. Like, okay, what are you talking about? It's all prediction. That's mm-hmm. why Vegas comes out with the odds every year to determine, you know, to get you excited about who's going to win the division, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the MVP, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. Like I said, and I've said this before in previous shows, I do think the Lions are um, slated, in my opinion, to win 9 to 11 games this year. Again, that is based off the, solely based off of players being healthy and them buying into what Patricia has, you know, buying into his scheme mm-hmm. and to what he, you know, has to offer, which I think will happen. But, again, that's just what it is. Now, you were talking about the Hall of Fame game. It was Denver and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Real dry. Yeah. 
Couldn't the, the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame game is always. It's never been. It's never been anything spectacular. It's not exciting. That's yeah. not even a great matchup, to be yeah. honest. Fourteen ten Denver. <laughs> it, not even exactly. Not even anything well, great. Well, speaking of you know uh, analysts going off last year, uh, the NFL top one hundred players of twenty eighteen was released completed this past week. Oh, yeah. A lot of controversy on. I just want to go down the top ten real quick to see what you guys think. Von Miller was ranked. Uh, Give me one second here. Von Miller was ranked number 10. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones was number 9. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was number 8. Okay. Antonio mm. Brown was number 7. Okay. Tom Brady, Super Bowl champ, six-time to Super Bowl champ, was ranked number 6. Okay. This I'm is his first time, I believe, where he was ranked out of the, the top, five. Top, five, top five. Okay. Ty mm-hmm. Gurley was ranked number 5. All right. Pat mm. Mahomes, league MVP, was ranked number 4. I'm not mad at that. Khalil Mack was ranked number 3. Drew Brees was the highest offensive rank at number two. Not mad at and that. And the number one player voted in the NFL top 100 was Aaron Donald. Not mad at that at all. I don't see any controversy there. A lot of controversy came from a lot of the Brady fans were very upset that he fell to the number six spot. You got to remember, this is my personal opinion. I definitely want Chills input on this. Brady won the Super Bowl, yes, but Brady is, it, don't get caught up in numbers. Brady's age definitely showed this past season. We saw a lot of that in the Miami Miracle game. We saw a lot oh, yeah. of that in the few games You saw it in the Super Bowl. You saw it in the Super Bowl. You saw it against the Detroit Lions last year. Yeah, you saw I mean, again, this is no disrespect to, um, to Brady because Brady is a GOAT. He's going to go down. You know, again, it's all, to me it's arguable depends on – your lifetime and what Your football era. you have seen and what era you've seen. But, you know, a lot of people in this era say he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He has six rings to, six rings to back that, and he's had no, nothing but success since the early 2000s up until this point. I don't have an issue where he is because he's still top ten. But like you said, that Super Bowl was won by the defense and by Absolutely. the mastermind Bill Absolutely. Belichick. And the, and the and the revamp running rushing, running, you know, running Andrew, and then the MVP was Julian Edelman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I don't understand what the controversy is. I mean, especially I don't know where they want him ranked. Aaron Donald to me is the best overall football player in football right now. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, speaking as a, I guess speaking as a uh, Patriots fan, Brady supporter. Uh, if you don't, if you watch football, there's no way you should believe you shouldn't believe Donald shouldn't be number one. Uh, that's the main person that scared me in the, in the Super Bowl. It wasn't even Sue. <laughs> it, it wasn't a, a kid to lead, big egg-headed ass. <laughs> it was Aaron Donald, that big-ass grown man standing right in front of Brady. That's who I was worried about. And a couple times, he scared him too. <laughs> but, right. but if you if you want to be real, Breeze has statistically like probably his, if not his best best season, like his second best or third best. And mm. for Breeze, that's usually like what seventy seventy one percent, hovering around five thousand yards, thirty some odd touchdowns. You you know, so I mean, like I said, Brady had a revamp rushing attack, not not like the rushing pass slash passing attack, smash mob attack that Breeze had. Like right. literally, they rushed the ball with three, four uh, running backs at, at times. The, like only thing, the only thing I can see is controversy on that list. If you're talking about QBs, I feel like Mahomes and Breeze are interchangeable. Just mm-hmm. because that was Mahomes' first year, you didn't know what to expect. That's the only right. thing. That's the, 
I think they put Breeze over him because that was his first year starting. Right. And, I can, and I can get that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and again, I don't have an issue with it. So right. I'm not here to create the controversy. I'm just saying I can understand that's arguable. Oh, yeah. any, to me, they're interchangeable. Any other year. Now, I, I would have been upset if they had put Aaron in front of Brady because Aaron has been hurt the last couple of years. But yeah. Aaron should still be in the top 10 because you have to respect him in his game. I, I personally can't stand the Green Bay Packers, but I respect Aaron Rodgers respect, for what he is. I respect Aaron Rodgers. I think he's Got at to. the right spot at the bottom of the top yeah, 10. It, yeah, you, know? I mean, he, you can't be at the top if you've been hurt you have to play right you have to play so just by looking at the numbers you know not to stay on this too long but pat mahomes threw for 5097 yards 50 touchdowns and 12 interceptions drew Brees, this was his first season since being in new orleans where he threw under 4,000 yards but he didn't have to throw for that many when you have a run game like he had but it was his touchdown to interception ratio. He had thirty two touchdowns, five picks, and he threw for seventy four point four percent efficiency, baby. The average NFL quarterback throws at about fifty five to sixty percent. He hit seventy four point four. So that means, and, and again, remember we, when when you have a receiver, Michael Thomas, with damn near an eighty percent catch rate. You're not dropping any passes. So, and again, a lot of people had a lot of controversy with the Pat Mahomes, Drew Brees thing. Of course, they hovered around each other with the MVP votes, MVP votes all season. Um, I think, I think the voting is right. I think even with Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, you know, I think those two are where they belong. Oh yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. Khalil Mack changed the culture in one year in Chicago. Yes. You know, but, but what Aaron Donald did this season, that's just unheard of for a man, his size at his position, you know, 20 plus sacks, you know, and, and I mean, he's just, and don't get me wrong. The Rams defense is solid, but he's a one man show. Yeah. You know, what's wild (laughs) and they never, you'll never really see that, you you know, the MVP is always going to go to an offensive player. Of course. And it's going to go to the quarterback predominantly at the time. But it could be a situation where you could argue Aaron Donald could be the MVP and defensive player of the year. Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. He 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 is that great. Now, it won't come to that because, right. again, you look at the – that's why the quarterback position is the way that it is in the league because it's so important. But when you like a Khalil Mack and you like a, you know, Aaron Donald, it's – they, should, you know, some votes got to get thrown their way. The last <laughs> defensive player to win league MVP was Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence, and that was a bad man. My, uh, my, my only thing I hate about the after all my years of sports, the reason why I hate the MVP title, whether it's football or basketball, it's basically saying offense is better than defense because you just say defensive player of the year award, then yeah. you say MVP. What's the real difference? Your most valuable player can be the most valuable on offense or defense, depending on how your scheme and then, is. And you know, and to piggyback off that, and that's why I don't like the offensive player of the hey, year. That's award. what I was just yeah. about to say. Well, so what's, what's the that then? Of that? So what's the MVP? So why can't a defensive player be MVP? It's like a good example last year. Who's offensive player of the year? Wasn't it Breeze? Or, last year, or was it also Pat Mahomes? Did he get MVP and Offensive Player of the Year? He probably did. You see what I'm saying? So why wouldn't he get Offensive Player of the Year for the five thousand fifty and, and fifty and twelve, and then for Most Valuable Player? Yeah, I, I would have gave, gave defensive oh, player of the year. I would have gave defensive player of the year to to Khalil Mack, and then MVP to uh, Aaron Donald, and then I would have gave offensive player of the year to Pat Mahomes. That That's what I would have did, right? But you're coming from a de- defensive standpoint, and like Keith said, this is more offense driven. Yeah, like, granted. Yeah. What Khalil Mack and what Aaron Donald do week in and week out, that's just unprecedented. I mean, what they both have brought to their team since being, well, Khalil Mack was traded to Chicago. But what uh, Aaron Donald's done since stepping foot 
in St. Louis, now L.A. with the Rams is just unprecedented. So I get it. And the last MVP that was voted a non-quarterback was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Now that they got right. Coming back off of ACL and MCL tear to rush for 2,000 yeah, yards. that one. They, they yeah. could you know not get that They to could him. not give that to him. But I agree with Keith. You know, and here's the curse part. If outside of Pat Mahomes, the last few guys to win the MVP would quite naturally go into the Super Bowl, they all lost. Cam Newton lost. Matt Ryan lost. Tom Brady, the year he won the MVP, lost to Philly. Right. So it's like, okay – uh, why don't you just – if that's the case, you're equivalent to the Heisman. You're, right. you're, you're giving it just to quarterbacks and running backs. I think yeah. it's a cursed award almost. Almost. Just like the Madden cover. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of nervous for Pat yeah. Mahomes who got the most? Who got the most NFL MVPs? <laughs> you know, Keith, yeah, who got the most NFL MVPs? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> how, long, how, how horrible did he look in the playoffs every time he got there? Because he got there every time because his team was so damn good. <laughs> It's a Manning. It's not Archie. <laughs> and it sure isn't Eli. That's why I don't want to say it. Because Peyton Manning was my dog. But, yeah, but Every true. single time he hit the postseason, he turned to James Harden. Every single time. Especially the year that he uh, threw all them touchdowns in Denver. And then they get all the way to the Super Bowl and lose 43-8. to Had the number one ranked offense in the league and got drugged. I think Peyton Manning, if – okay. To take nothing Bowl, away from Peyton Manning, can we honestly sit here and say – he won. He actually won either of the two Super Bowls. Did he actually beat Chicago, or did Chicago beat themselves by having Rex Grossman as their quarterback? Chicago didn't have an offense, but again, that's not Peyton Manning's fault, right? And then the one he did win against Denver and Carolina. And Carolina again. That was strictly his that, defense. That, I mean, that was his defense, but he, was, he but he did enough again to, right, manage, to manage the, the to game. manage the game. I will say this, and again, this is arguable. I, where if if you are on the side of Tom Brady being the greatest. Quarterback of all time, fair. I still think Peyton Manning is the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Okay, that's. I mean, and and I. That's I not including argue. the playoffs, right? That's not <laughs> including. the I playoffs. I would not argue that. Chill. I'm just talking about the regular season. Hmm? He came into the league throwing 26 touchdowns. He threw 28 picks with him, but he threw 26 touchdowns as a as a as a rookie. I mean. Yeah, regular season, give it to him. Had Breeze got to New Orleans sooner, right? It'll be a different discussion. Or if, or if San Diego just knew how to run, just knew how to run the team, you'd have probably been the man there. Oh, yeah. Breeze, LT, give Michael him, Turner, with, with Sean Payton. Give Sean Payton, LT, and Breeze because the Chargers had a team. North Turner didn't know how to operate. Now. They, I they, mean, but if if you uh, you're talking about our childhood history here, because if man. you want to go back there, that whole debacle. When San Diego drafted Eli Manning, Eli said, "I'm not playing a damn down." And, and I will San- become a lawyer. Exactly. You know, y'all he, keep me. he gets traded to New York, New York in exchange and, for Philip. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then next thing you know, uh, Drew Brees gets hurt. That's all San Diego needed to boot him. They right. got. And now, don't get me wrong. While Philip Rivers is probably a Hall of Famer in his own right. No, I think he is. He still has not surpassed Drew Brees, and he will not surpass. Well, well you know Drew what Brees. the crazy not be nobody discussion. Wait, 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 but you know what the crazy <laughs> thing is, though. I mean, as hard as everybody is on, on Eli, he does have two Super Bowls against the Patriots. That's why I can't. You can't. I, you can't I, really. I, dog I can't, I can't dog with two publicans, and I'm because then I'm gonna sound like a hater. But since his play is slipping like that, it makes it easier. But I ain't gonna. I'm right. not gonna do it. Right. So, <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. Now I want. I want. I want. I know we we've been talking football. And um, 
I want to get into this real quick. Okay. I want to kind of change the subject real quick. And this is, you know, definitely controversial. So, you know, I hope we step on a lot of toes when we start talking about Uh-oh. this topic. Um, Jason Whitlock has to bring his fat ass to the front of the congregation. <laughs> oh, come on to the front, brother. He is come on to the out front. of control. He he makes my skin crawl like really, really bad. Is that my man's that uh? Was 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 criticizing or analyzing Brian's uh, father duties? Exactly. <laughs> so, so to get y'all caught up on what's been going what on in the, like. um, in, the in the sport in the sports world with LeBron James. So, if you all don't know, Bronny Junior. is an up and coming prospect, um, and he is the son um, of star future Hall of Fame basketball player LeBron James. And recently, you know, with the move of LeBron going out to California to get exposure for himself and for his family and for his and for his son. You know, LeBron shows up to these AAU games and he cheers his son on like no other. Right. I mean, he's supposed he, to. He, exactly. He's jumping up and down. He's screaming. He's having a good time like a parent is supposed to. Uh, recently in this week, uh, Jason Whitlock actually <laughs> came up and said he had a problem with it. So I'm going to read to you all um, exactly what this clown said. And I'm going to tell you exactly, you know, how I feel about it. So in so many words. This is exactly what Whitlock said. It's oh, inter- it's he said, him? Oh. He said it's inappropriate. It points to how much fame has inevitably changed LeBron over the past decade. And if you don't know what decade is, it's 10 years. Fame is a drug more potent and dangerous than cocaine. LeBron, LeBron is a famous social media junkie. He moved to L.A. looking for a better high. Mm. Continued, and basically uh, from there, he's comparing LeBron to... LeVar Ball. Now, wow. LeBron James did. Uh, he threw himself an alley oop in the AAU game um, where his son and company were playing. I think it made it might have been uh, halftime or whatever. But, anyways, I have an issue with this because Jason Whitlock always has heavy criticisms for LeBron. You know, LeBron being an African American brother and him being an African American brother. Oh, this no. is one of oh. the issues that I have with this is because okay, you have an issue with LeBron cheering on his son. LeBron didn't have that from his father. Right. Most African American men don't have that from their fathers. They don't have a strong connection. And this is what we're talking about. This is news. If you don't sit your coon ass down somewhere, <laughs> you Uncle fucking Tom. You know what I'm saying? Like let LeBron live his best life. You know, You're y'all can say that he sports. can go. You know, he can go. A little bit overboard at times. So what? He's cheering on his son, and then put it like this too to, to kind of put it into perspective. He's there. What do, what do you think? You think he's not talking to the other kids that are there? He's exactly. just really focused on his son. You know what I'm saying? There are other children there that look up to LeBron because LeBron is the face of the NBA. So Jason Whitlock, this is your issue. Nah, bro. Uh, you know, just real quick because uh, I definitely we definitely want to get into this a little bit of wow. time we have left. Nate <laughs> Nate Burleson, former Lions receiver, Seattle Seahawks receiver, uh, quote, uh, quoting him, he said, "I didn't even mention the fact that there's so many young African American boys and girls that look into the stands and see nobody. A black man showing up at the gym, showing his kid love and putting on a show for the fans that are there. That's a great thing." He again. This is a black man being a father, being a hero, not only to his son but to the other children. To that the are community, there. he know built what? a school you know in what? Akron you know for what? students and for children who can't afford to go. Free tuition, free bikes, 
the whole the whole nine. This is that this is a problem. Somebody get Keith some air. Just attack the just attack this. Let's just attack the real issue, Jason, homie. What sports did you play when you was a little kid? I'm asking me. I'm. I don't want to assume it's football because you're big. So I just want to ask. Oh, it's fat ass play football. Did your Did your dad not show up? Probably did he so. tell you he was gonna come to that one conference conference game and he just ended up falling asleep on his couch? Did he tell you he was gonna take you to practice and he fell asleep in the lazy boy chair with that big old sub on his belly? Tell me what was it? Did you have nobody in the stands? Did you vote to be prom king or, or, or at, your, at the senior night at, at, at high school and your parents didn't show up because he had to work a double? I don't know what it is, but all I want to understand is you're mad at this man for moving his son to a better. Neighborhood going to the game, enjoying being at the game, and you have an issue with it. You're paid to analyze sports, and you're analyzing fatherhood. If you don't have kids, you better not analyze no more damn fatherhood. You understand? Find your neck and some common sense. Let's look at the root of this. Who does he work for? He works for Fox. Oh yeah, he oh, works for Fox. Well. Republic Capital Number One. Oh, y'all should have led with that. I you know what? I, but you know what? I don't have. I don't. But I don't get that issue from Shannon. I don't get no. that issue from Skip. You know, I've ne- I haven't been the biggest fan of Colin Cowherd, but most recently I've started listening to him and listening to his viewpoints. Yeah. Jason yeah, Whitlock is ridiculous, and yeah. then if most of the time it comes to LeBron's expense, where he's dogging LeBron, it's like, dude. You Uncle Ruckus's brother or something? You know what I'm saying? Like you got a you got a real problem with LeBron? Now, is it for the ratings or are you serious about this? I have I have a real problem with that. I really do. I mean, because that to me right there is that separation. You know, you're splitting up the community. You know, like let LeBron do what LeBron does. What LeBron is doing right now is great. He's doing a lot for African Americans. He's a leader in his community, and it's bigger than basketball. Again, that's what undisputed. You know, his his whole platform more than an athlete. So while you sit your fat ass up on um what the hell is the name of this, this show? So damn stupid. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah. Why don't you speak for yourself and shut the fuck up? Yeah. Speak for yourself. That must have happened to you. And and you see, and Keith's right. This is this is a growing problem in uh, you know, the part of America. You know, we have a lot of African Americans, male or female, who tend to have this reverse effect on positive where we see negative so much that it's a common here's a man regardless of his stature regardless of his status his fame his basketball career a man doing his fatherly duty he's doing what he wants to do he's doing what he's supposed to do that builds confidence in his son his family and even the support as a whole you know what? This is definitely something we're going to have to dive into as a whole because we're going to need We need Khalid. We need Khalid. And, Blake, and, need and whomever Blake. else wants to join in on this. But it's that time, Will. It's that you time. to wrap us up, man. It's that time. Mm-hmm. I got a little heated at the end, but hey. Hey, I we got to get that out, man. We got to get that out. It's still sorry. summertime. You can't walk around with that. <laughs> uh, Lord. Mo, shout out to Motown Motivated. As always, they do great work. We appreciate everything they do. We appreciate all the love and support from our family and friends. We hope everybody enjoy the rest of the summer as it comes to a close. Get in all your little summer goals while you still can. Labor Day marks the end of it, especially here in Michigan. We out. Enjoy yourself. Love you. See you. See you. See you. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I'm home now. It's over now. Yeah. She got a thing for Chanel Vintage that drop before she can speak English. Do you love me and love seeking attention? I mean-